0: Okay, people It is part two of this week's Echo Chamber And, um, yeah We've got some great stuff for you right now, people We have a review And then we're gonna go into an interview With, um, one of the stars of the feature Which, uh, yeah, was fantastic To be able to get the time But Before we do that people Let's check out a little bit of information First Okay people Sheffield Dockfest Is ending their year In a big way From Friday 13th Sheffield Dockfest will present It's fourth and final Program for it's 2020 festival Ghosts and Apparitions. Ghosts and Apparitions encompasses films and artworks, each part of DocFest 2020 official selection, and all presented online Friday the 13th of November until Thursday the 26th of November. Since the first glimpses of the moving image, Ghosts were haunting our imaginations, including those yet to be. A ghost from then meets a ghost from now. Histories and collective memory are born. And cinema, the dismantling of frontiers. Films of all lengths, artists, video, audio, and XR performances will all feature across the Ghost and Apparition film programme. And arts program Each experimenting with form And expanding The boundaries of what documentary Can be The program combined Involved 13 films And artworks Representing 9 Spoken languages And spanning 12 Countries around the world Argentina Canada, Chile Czech Czech Republic France, Israel, Netherlands, Spain, Taiwan, Thailand, UK, and USA. Filmmakers and artists include, among others, Orit Asheri, an Israeli, uh, German Award winning interdisciplinary artist based in the UK, and an alumni of Sheffield Hallam University, Sophia Bordowitz, an award winning Canadian filmmaker, and Paula Albuquerque, an experimental Portuguese filmmaker and scholar based in the Netherlands. Keegan um, the UK and Germany based collective will present a live interactive experience from a virtual world on Saturday the 14th of November. The film program will be available online to all UK-based public at Sheffield Docfest Selects and internationally via Doc Player from 5 pm on the 13th of November. Until twenty three fifty nine on uh, the twenty sixth of November. Select titles are also available to watch via Moby, um, one of the DocFest program partners. The arts program will be available online for audiences internationally and free of charge via the Sheffield DocFest website. Um, from the same times, you know, which is always a good thing. Uh, an old question for humans is how can we make visible what is invisible? Sometimes only um, semantic, sometimes a faded memory, sometimes just a dream. In our film program, transitional processes are present And relevant from forgetfulness to remembrance From past into present From the individual into the collective realms The buried memory of civil war in Spain Present in spaces and objects in deep waters Recollections of childhood And the processes of transformation Of the city of Taipei in the tunnel all that is forgotten in an instant builds an intricate, passionate journey between words, translations, and political landscapes. And truth or consequences brings to life the ghosts, desires, and fragilities that haunt a community and build their uh, resist. Blah. Resistant vision of life Love and death are two of the most fundamental And universal realms of human existence And cinema has been one of their most loyal storytellers Loss of our loved one And the quest for meaning in dissolution in man amour The the effort to understand and realise loss As a challenge for making a film in point and line to plane. Ghost and Apparitions is also about experimenting with cinematic forms and narratives. And questioning what documentary can be. Firm is a voyage outside the anthropophic perspective over landscape and nature. So, people, all of this, you know what I mean, it starts on Friday the 13th, so, you know, tomorrow, okay? So, go to the information of the episode and you will be able to find um, how to access and everything like that. Alright, enjoy. Cronenberg fans, you are in for a treat Because Shudder, AMC Network's premier service for horror, thriller and supernatural Announced today that it's teamed up with award winning production company Shaftesbury To make a new 8 episode installment of the hugely popular horror series Slasher, hailed by bloody disgusting As top notch horror storytelling Slasher, flesh and blood will stream Exclusively, exclusively On horror platform Shudder In the US, Australia and New Zealand In 2021 Shudder will also be streaming Home for Flesh and Blood in Canada, the UK and Ireland, following its linear premieres in those countries. The series will be broadcast exclusively on Hollywood Suite in Canada. Production is underway now in Ontario, Canada. Slasher Flesh and Blood follows a wealthy but dysfunctional family gathering for a reunion On a secluded island Their old wounds And competitive rivalries Flare up when the family Realises a masked killer Is on the island Intent on cruelly Picking them off One by one As with the past instalments of the series, Slasher Flesh and Blood will combine elements of traditional murder mystery with intense horror and bold kills that audiences have come to expect. Canadian horror legend David Cronenberg has joined the cast for the new season, which will also continue Slash's trend of bringing back cast members in new roles. Returning from previous seasons are Paula Brancati, Jefferson Brown, Patrice Goodman, Sabrina Gedrich, And Christopher Jackett. New faces this year include. Rachel Crawford. Janine Goosen. Sydney Meyer. And Alex Orzes. Slasher is clever. Bloody. Scary and fun. And adding David Cronenberg to the mix. Will take this new installment of the series. To the next level. Says Craig Engler. Shudder's a general manager. We couldn't be more excited to work with Aaron Martin and the team over at Shaftesbury to bring the Slasher flesh and blood to Shudder members. We are so thrilled that Slasher will be brought back to life on Shudder, said Shasbury chairman and CEO Christina Jennings. We know the fans of the show weren't ready to say goodbye. So we are eager to bring them the goriest, scariest chapter of this anthology yet. Hmm. Not bad, right, people? The slasher series over delivers on good old fashioned gore, horror and fun with fast pacing and exceptional casting. Said David Kind's President Hollywood Suite. We are very excited to throw our support behind the series and resurrect it for another bone-chilling season. So you can follow the production via Slasher's social media channels. They're on Facebook as Slasher TV, Twitter as Slasher Series, and Instagram as Slasher TV Official. So... Something new to look forward to, people. Horror fans, the year may be coming to a close, but there is still plenty to look forward to. Shudder is closing out its record-breaking year with holiday specials from two of their most popular series, Exclusive new Supernatural Chillers, massive new collections focused on holiday horrors, and Galio, and so much more, people. Okay, so, the December highlights. Well, a a Shudder special will be Joe Bob Saves Christmas. Um, it's the Christmas spirit takes over the last drive-in As Joe, Bob and Darcy close out the year With a double feature of Holiday Horrors Premieres live on the Shudder TV Feed Friday, December the 11th And will be made available on demand On Sunday, December the 13th You've also got A Creeps show holiday special. In the holiday themed hour long special. Shapeshifters Anonymous. Featuring. Fearing he is a murderer. An anxious man. Searches for answers. For his unique condition. From an unusual support group. It's starring Anna Camp. And Adam Pally. The special is written and directed by Creep Show showrunner Greg Nicotero, based on a short story by J. A. Conrath. Okay, so that hits Shutter on the eighteenth of December. Okay, so they're also having some, you know, original um, exclusive movies. So there is anything for Jackson. On the 3rd of December, after losing their only grandson in a car accident, grief-stricken Audrey and Henry, a doctor, kidnap his pregnant patient with the intentions of performing a reverse exorcism, putting Jackson inside her unborn child. It doesn't take long to figure out Jackson isn't the only ghost the grandparents invited Onto their home Now it's a race against time for the couple As well as the pregnant woman To figure out a way out of the haunting they've set upon themselves Oh my god (laughs) Consider this wintry anti-nativity tale Shudder's Christmas counter-programming from a writer and director who together have made a bevy of traditional holiday movies That's Keith Cooper and Justin G. Dyke um, Believe me, this ain't Baby in a Manger or Christmas with a Prince It's starring Sheila McCarthy, Julian Rickings, Constina Mantelewis. Josh Crudas And Yannick Bison Whew, And it does sound A little scary Okay so on the 17th of December You also will be getting The Pale Door So the Dalton Gang Find shelter in a seemingly Uninhabited ghost town After a train robbery Goes south Seeking help for their wounded leader They are surprised to stumble upon A welcoming brothel In the town square But the beautiful women who greet them Are actually a coven of witches With very sinister plans For the unsuspecting outlaws And a battle between good and evil Is just beginning It's starring Devon Druid Zachary Kington Bill Sage Pat Healy, Natasha Bassett, Stan Shaw, Melora Waters, And it's directed by Aaron B. Koontz um, Who directed um, some of Scare Package Which, um, you know, we spoke about earlier in the year Okay, so you're also getting new series Alright, so Season 2 of Ellie Roof's History of Horror. That will be hitting the platform on the 10th of December. Um, there will be new collections as well. Uh, so you've got the Holy Galley Christmas. Okay, so slip on your black gloves and deck the halls with Bloody Murder Italian style. As Shudder debuts its biggest ever collection of Gallio cinema, both classic and modern, with films by Dario Argento, Lucia Fulci, Laboretto Bava, Michel Savi, Sergio Martino, and many, many more. Okay, so it will be featuring a Blade in the Dark, Death Laid an Egg. Black Belly of the Tarantula, The Case of the Bloody Iris, The Corruption of Chris Miller, The Editor, The Fifth Chord, New York Ripper, The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave, The Red Queen Kills, Seven Times, Short Night of Glass Dolls, Stage Fright, Torso, Trauma, your vice is a locked room. And what have you done to Solange? Whoo, Man. And, um, yeah, it will be coming on the second. Okay, so, uh, yeah, not bad, a eh, people? Not bad at all. But there's also other new films. All right, so you've got Bloodbeat. Which, um, I mean, well, that comes on the 30th of November, but we'll still count it. All right. So that's a young woman travels to rural Wisconsin to meet her boyfriend's family, and a samurai spirit, warrior spirit, possesses her body to go on a bloody killing spree. It's starring Helen Benton, Terry Brown, Dana Day. Um, you've also got The Body. Okay, so a darkly funny and twisted journey taking place entirely on one forgettable Christmas Eve. Body revolves around a trio of college co-eds whose dalliance with breaking and entering goes hor- horribly awry. Following a freak accident, the girls find themselves entangled in a Hitchcockian nightmare Steeped in tension, suspicion, double crossing and murder Where no one is to be trusted and a new twist lies around every corner From the team behind this year's villains It's starring Helen Rogers, Alexander Toshkran, Lauren Molina, Larry Fresden um, and it's directed by Dan Burke and uh, Robert Olsen. Okay, so you've got rape Rare Experts, uh, directed by Jalmari Halenda. In this darkly comic gem, it's Christmas Eve in Northern Finland, and an archaeological dig has just unearthed Santa Claus. But this Santa isn't one you want coming to town When local children begin disappearing Pietari and his father capture the mythological being And attempt to sell Santa to the corporation sponsoring the dig. Hmm So yeah, plenty to look forward to And there's plenty more people You know Classic films like The Lost Boys, Brand Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> if you haven't got Shudder, you might want to go pick it up now. Film Festival fans, you are definitely still in luck. Because this year's UK Film Festival London will take place online from the 22nd to the 29th of November and will offer UK and worldwide audiences a unique chance to catch the latest award-winning short films in the comfort of their own homes. The program also includes an innovative selection of features by established and up-and-coming directors, as well as cutting-edge documentaries and animation films. The 2020 edition has once again been curated twice by twice Berlin winning director Petros Silvatras. The feature film highlight of the 2020 edition stars Vinnie Jones, Malcolm McDowell and Ron Perlman in the exciting character-driven thriller The Big Ugly by Scott Whipper in which London mob bosses invest in a West Virginia, Virginia oil deal in the hope of laundering dirty money causing mayhem to Anglo American relations. The shorts lineup includes The Present, directed by Farah Nablusi, an entry from Palestine, which won an award at the 2020 Clermont Ferrand Short Film Festival. Others not to be missed include the hilarious On the Boat, by Bizak Mamatiliv and Irene Mori's sensitive and haunting watermelon juice from Catizan and Spain respectively. Another feature film highlight is the UK premiere of Yon Lu by Hoik. Monterrey from Brazil, which won the Critics Award at this year's Sao Paulo International Film Festival. Two moving documentary features, not to be missed, reflect on ethnic cleansing and forced migration in the 1940s Zahel's House by Gabriel Guerrilla. About the return of a woman to an area of Turkey Where her grandparents' generation had suffered slaughter and deportation And the Cannibals Voices from 1944 A Danish entry by Chechen filmmaker Zule Magazivev Which weaves the fate of her own family into the story of Stalin's deportation of Chechens to Central Asia. Once again, the festival is delighted to offer candidates awards in various categories. So, for um, the full program, you can just go to their website... Which is um, in the information details of this episode But it's um, ukfilmfestival.com Okay, so then just go to the festival program tab And um, to be able to, uh, you know, watch films, attend An online festival pass is £9 £9 just think how cheap that is, right, and um, short film screening blocks and feature film tickets are priced between £3 and £4.50, you know, which is uh, a bargain, you know what I mean, so listen, last year's festival was great, there was some fantastic films, um, And I believe that there was a documentary on um, cows, and that has just won a big award with uh, BAFTA. So, listen, the films that you will see here are top-rated shorts and features. So, you do not want to miss this, people. Okay, so it is between the 22nd and 29th of November Right, so just round the corner, this year's UK Film Festival London. Do not miss it. Okay, people, so now we have all of that out the way, let's get to it. So we're going to play the um, review and then we're going to get straight into the interview. Um. Listen, go over to the YouTube page and you'll be able to actually watch it. Yes, we are going fully Technogara. So you can check out the interview itself on YouTube, links in the episode, or just listen to it here. But you have options, you have choices. But um, yeah, there you go, people. Let's get to it. Okay, so, it is always really interesting to come across something that is different. You know what I mean? That takes a a subject, takes a genre, and twists it, right? Gives you a, a different take. So, I checked out this horror film, and... Man, it is a different sort of thing. Okay, so I was really yeah looking forward to it. I wondered what it would be, you know. So um yeah, this week I checked out Renter Power. So this is the new film from director John Stevenson. He um also wrote the film, okay. He Man, he's wearing a few hats, so he produced it as well, alongside uh, J.D. Lifschultz, Jimmy Weber, Annie Elizabeth Baker, Robert B. Martin Jr., Rafael Magles, Brandon Fryman, Brandon Landis, Falkins, and the film it stars. All right, so we've got Brandon Landis Falkins, he plays David, our lead. We've got Amy Rutledge, she plays Lisa, um, and Kathleen Brady, who plays Lucille David's mother. Uh, you know, along with Will Wheaton, who plays Andy, they're our Four main characters. But we've also got Adrian E. who plays Diane. Um Josh Stannon who plays a cameraman. You know, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty much all in there as well. Um so the gist of the film is this, right? It's set in nineteen ninety, and a lonely Bachelor named David searches for an escape from the day-to-day drudgery of caring for his aging mother. Whilst seeking a partner through a video dating service, he discovers a strange VHS tape called Renter Power. Right, so it is hosted by the charming and charismatic Andy. You Um, and the tape offers him much needed friendship. But of course, it comes at a cost. So, yeah, Rent-A-Pal is man, it is a interesting film, right? It's, uh, you know, being set in the 90s, it really does give you that kind of feel. It's got that aesthetics, right? So, you know, and we start off with a grainy TV. You know, we, we see the TV flashing. The VCR opens up and a tape goes inside, right? And, um, yeah. Then we see David, you know, he sits down, and he watches this video, right? So it's, um, yeah, from a company, Video Rendezvous, and that's what it is. So you've got, you know, he watches this tape, and a girl, she's, you know, talking about herself, right? And he's then filling out his booklet. So it's, you know, it's dating, it's dating before the internet, which is a, you know, it's a crazy thing, like, this is something that you would see, and back in the day, there'd be some TV channels, and you'd have, like, this service on late at night, right, so, you know, you could tune in, and, you know, you'd see all these people, and, yeah, you'd ring up, and you'd be like, oh, I like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, they would do also do services like this where you get the tapes. Man, it's a real kind of throwback. <laughs> and you know, he's looking for companionship. You know, we, we see him watch a, a few tapes. And like one of the big things, one of the people one of the girls in this early tape, she's just like, Okay, and you know, I just want to put it out there. I, guy, I, I can't live at home. I don't want to meet anyone that lives at home. You know that that was the the big thing, and you can see and like David is crestfallen, you know, and uh, yeah, it is. It, it's this thing like, and from that we see him, you know, go and um you know sees mum right he he's a caregiver for his mother who we we find out throughout the film that she's got dementia you know he helps her you know he feeds her you know he he helps her to bed and just a host of other things that you can imagine but you you see this like, he, he, you know, when he talks about it, you know, he, you know, he wants to do it. He doesn't see it as a burden. But it's one of those things, right? Your mouth says something, but your body language says a different thing. And you can see he's looking for more, right? He's looking for more. He's looking for companionship. Which, you know, it's something that everyone wants, right? It's just what level of companionship are you looking for? But, you know, David wants the whole thing. But it's, you know, it's tough. So we, we have him go to the tape service. He's, um, there's, he like, he calls up looking for matches. And they're like, ah, well, you know. You probably want to record a new tape. So we see him do a new tape. And oh man, that's tough. Like the first cut, he really lays it out, but you know, he has to re record it. And it's, you see him getting nervous and everything like that. And yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation, right? Because he's really trying to put himself out there. But you know. This is not him. He's really uncomfortable with it. But, uh, you know, while in there, while, you know, picking up new tapes, you know, trying to find the one, you know, the, 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 the lady serving him, she's on a call, and he, you know, he looks at the, I guess, barrel beside the desk, and he, he sees this tape. Rent-a-pal. You know and he thinks you know this could help right because he's lonely so he, he picks up this tape and he does it and what we get I' right, it, this you know it's a strange thing so you're you what he's watching this tape and it's you know people. Leaving these pauses, you've got, you know, yeah, Andy, who's Will Will Wheaton, and he's he's sitting there in his armchair, and you know, trying to give this whole vibe of, hey, I'm sitting opposite you talking, but you know, he'll ask a question and then leave a gap, right, for you to fill that in, and then he asks more things, and it's this, yeah, it's this odd thing, it's this odd thing, and you can see at first, David doesn't, like, he doesn't want to do it, but, you're it's one of those situations, right, where, you know, you're, you're trying to live that life, and he, you know, he goes, and he helps his mum, and he's frustrated, right, he's frustrated, so he goes back to the tape. And after listening to the first time, you now know the gaps. So then he's, you know, more pliant to be involved with it. And we see him interacting with the tape, kind of getting into it like that. But here's the rub, right? He then gets a call, gets a call. So one of the people who tapes he saw, you know, Lisa she wants to meet him, right, so, well, no, first, he, yeah, he's interested, but he goes, you know, it doesn't work out, but then she wants to meet him, so they meet up, and you see them have an actual interaction, an actual vibe, but it's this pull of this tape that gets him, now, the great thing about this film, right, it's really subtle, right, it's really subtle with the way it all plays out, you know, which is, man, you've got to say hats off to um, John Stevenson, you know, because you have given, firstly, right, You've created characters that are extremely believable. You know, you've given us a premise that, again, extremely believable, right? Because everyone, you know, you don't have to be a caregiver, but everyone has experienced a, a, a period of time when um, they're possibly lonely. You know, they're or there's they're searching for a relationship. You know, either way, you can relate to David here. You know, that's the big thing. It's it's not a situation where you're like, ah, well, why doesn't he just do that? Or like, ah oh, man, I'd never be, you know, everyone will be able to relate to this. Right? And then, you know, if you've been you know, single, or just with no friends for a period of time, that first interaction with someone, you know, that real life interaction, that's going to be strange, it's going to be a little clunky, but it can then develop and grow, so this is definitely something that you go, okay, yeah. I get that. I feel that, and Stevenson creates this vibe for us. You know, we it, it, just with you know David's mother with the dementia. Again, that's a really you know it's, a, it's something that feels believable, but it's not a load of like we we've seen dementia kind of portrayed very differently in TV and film alike, you know, and some people, you know, really play the situation up, but this, you know, it's, you know, it's a subtle thing, you know, it's like forgetting names, right, it's suddenly being lucid and then going, wait, huh, How do I open this door? Like, what's going on? And all of this, it plays out extremely well. But then you factor in this whole tape, right? You factor in the tape. And it's that big question. Is the tape possessing David? Or is David possessing David, you know, that's the big thing that this gives us, and it is so interesting, right, because it's played out in such a way that you're like, I don't know, right, you're looking at this, and you're thinking, huh, which way is this going? This is so. Ooh. Uh, and that's fantastic. It really is. Which, you know, full credit. Definitely full credit to the cast. Like, Will Wheaton is, you know, Will Wheaton is just. He is great. You know what I mean? Like, coming from friggin' wesley crusher who is one of the most irritating characters on tv will wheaton has embedded himself as a likable charismatic actor that you know can do it all you know he's a great narrator in audio books and when he's in something like this you really get like, the sense of, um, like, the intent of the character. You know, Andy talking, being your friend, being open, being like, hey, I'm there for you. Look, I'm just messing around. Tell me. Tell me what happened. And you, yeah, you can see it. You can believe it. Like, Brian Landis Falkins the way he plays David is oh, it is fantastic because he has to give so many different types of role here. It is so nuanced the way he has to play this, and look you you'll get it once you see the film. Because it's not just a cut and dry character. You know, he's, well, (laughs) once you see it, you'll get it. Because he's basically playing, I don't know, like three different roles here. He's giving us three different things. And everyone, everyone is believable. Like, you get it you believe it, at no point do you think, oh, it's a little over the top, or, yeah, he's just, it's very character-ish, that's very genre-ish, that's very, no, you really feel for the guy, you feel the loneliness, you feel the resentment, you feel the anger, the sadness, it is all there, And then you've got Amy Rutledge, who plays Lisa. Now, this isn't a huge role in the film, but it is a very, I feel it's a very pivotal role. Because we see David, you know, his character does change a lot due to Lisa. You know, in both both instances, really, so, the, the missed connection, and then the connection, we see David in a couple of different lights there, and then, with Lisa, yeah, we get a different David, and, you know, Amy gives us this very sweet, wholesome, wholesome character, You know, like, with her tape, it just resonates this really nice, open person. And then when we meet her, yeah, she gives you that. But also, yo, she's not a pushover. Yo, she stands her ground. And, yeah, there's definitely ground to be stood. You know what I mean? Like, you root. Lisa, like that's the thing you you really do because you know she's so ah so nice, so nice like helps David out, man. Like yeah, you know it, it. The film is made on these roles, you know. But hey, you can't forget, you know, like Adrian Agoff as Diane you know, again, another, you know, really good performance, another good performance that kind of has to play off of David, and, uh, you know, just Stannon who plays the camera band, you know, <laughs> man, you get this great moment of the, uh, it's like the guy, you know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, you want trouble, I'll give you, oh, okay, okay, um, yeah yeah uh I think I'm busy I've got to go Yeah <laughs> we yeah we, we get a really fun performance from Stan that that you definitely uh you know jump out and Brady Kathleen Brady is the mother lucille fantastic as as I said look to be able to give you that to be able to play this character with the dementia you know, without it being over the top without it being a caricature you know i think mean, she does justice to that so yeah the, the story man it, it it takes a turn it definitely takes a turn and what we have, you know, it, it adds to this whole question, you know, possession from a tape or self-possession? You know, and when I say self-possession, I mean, like, your psychosis, right? Um, and, yeah, you don't know. It, it's so subtle, it is so well played, well orchestrated, that the story just unfolds in this way, you know, in this way that I think, gives you doubt either way, right, and on top of all of this, there are so many really fantastic touches in the film. Right, so, you see, like, the tape in, you know, the the VCR, like, raveling and the mechanisms within. So, like, just these little moments of that.
1: You know, that.
0: It it just, I don't know, it it gives you that kind of retro 90s feel. You know, like, just things of... the snow on the on the screen where the tape has been played so much and rewinded and forwarded. It's just little things like this that really give you that, you know, ah oh, man, yeah, this is the 90s. Like this definitely feels like, you know, it's the decor of the place. You know, just all of these little touches. You know, and things like David cutting up the food for his mum. And, yeah, there's all of these things that, man, just work so well. And you have these moments. Like, there is, well, there is a moment halfway through the film that, I mean, (laughs) it is probably a fear of a lot of people right is and the way it plays it it kind of you get these flashes of requiem for a dream you know it's in the darkness and then you add the characters like lit up but lit up in a way where it's not like too bright and it's subtle and it just yeah It magnifies the intensity, the cringe of the moment. So we have this. Like, David and Lisa on their date. Like, the ice, the roller rink, right? That. The way we move with the characters and the people and everything like that. The disco lights. And, yeah. It kind of... Brings that whole thing to life, you know, you get the feel of the skate rink, you know, of the date night, we, we have the camera move out and move in, just at those right, perfect moments, you know, like, all the elements of this film work, they all work, and they all give you, man, an enjoyable watch. You know, something, as I said, that is a bit different. You know, it's not your run-of-the-mill horror film. It's not your run-of-the-mill romance film. Right? It's not your run-of-the-mill crazy film. It's something a little bit different. And that in itself is something great. Something enjoyable, something that people you will want to watch. Okay, so great thing is the film is out, right? You can go, you know, enjoy it. You'll be able to find it on just, yeah, all your usual download spots. There's a link to iTunes. In the episode, but yeah, wherever you go, wherever you pick these things up, people, you'll be able to find it there. So if you like, ooh, yeah, if you like different stuff, right? If you um, uh, let me try and think of something that is. It's a bit like starfish, um, starfish. Uh, Tape Tape book Oh gosh What is that Uh, We spoke about it last year You know Um, But yeah It's a bit like that (laughs) You know it's, It's extremely Different and enjoyable If that's the kind of vibe That you go for Like a Donnie Darko You know something a little bit different Well, people, then I definitely feel that, um, you know, Rent a Power, yeah, that's going to be a film for you. Okay. So, um, people, check it out. Remember, all the information is going to be in the episode details. So uh, you can follow our cast, you know, on social media. You know, just the uh, trailer links, all of that. And um yeah, check it out because people, have I ever stayed you wrong? I feel this is something that you will want to watch and you're going to enjoy. Okay, so there you go. A rent-a-pal. Okay, so... We're another episode of Echo Chamber, and we are greeted with Amy Rutledge, one of the stars of Rent Pal. Amy, thank you very much for your time. Um, yeah, Rent Pal—that was not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did you think when you were um, when the part came up?
1: Um, I so. Well, like when I auditioned, I had no idea what kind of genre the film was. And um, I really related to my character. So I was like really excited. And then they had asked for a callback. And so I sent that in and then they sent me the script and uh, I had to read it that night. And there was at a certain point where I was just like knocked off my seat. And I was like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> 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 and uh, it was just so shocking and surprising. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, I was not expecting that at all." Um, it and does then,
0: go, it like because you fit, it goes, you know, it's moving along, and you're thinking it's gonna be something, and then it just, yeah,
1: yeah, It just takes a <laughs> takes a dark turn real it quick. Does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was very shocked and I was um, actually teaching, I'm not teaching, but I was working at a yoga studio and I was reading the script in between the classes and there was other (laughs) yoga classes going on. And I literally was like, holy, and then I said a bad word, which I won't say on here, but I literally was like, it was like, it just came out of my mouth and I was just- I mean, you can, you can say
0: whatever, it's fine.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. I forgot to ask ahead of time, but yeah, I was like, holy shit. And oh,
0: I, I wasn't expecting that sort of language,
1: Amy. Oh, oh my <laughs> good. No, it's <no. laughs> I know, it's like the least offensive bad word, but you never know. When some people. But yeah, it was just so surprising. And I'm a positive the yoga classes had heard me because it was so loud. And it just, I'm not one to really just, you know, blurt things out like that. But that, it really it shocked me to verbalization. So, um, and then I was like, okay, I guess I got to do this film. <laughs>
0: so is that usually you know the way this works for you like how you you know you get sent apart you'll read the script like what is the usual turnaround because this you said you had to read it like in a day like what's the usual kind of thing
1: Uh, i i don't know if i actually had to maybe i put the enforce that pressure upon myself to like read it in one one day i (laughs) it's hard to remember because this was also like I think almost two years ago now. Yeah, it was two years ago actually that I got hired for this role. Um, it really depends. I feel like every every job is different. Like there's no you know there's no certainty. There's no like protocol um, for this one. I think it moved quite quite fast um, for me. So actually, I actually did I submitted myself for this role on this database called Actors Access, and um, they re- they asked for a an audition. So I, I gave it my, it was my first uh, monologue that I do on the VHS tape. for the. Oh, movie. okay. And um, yeah, so I sent that in. And I think maybe the week later, they asked for a, um, a second scene, which was me and David in the roller rink. And then um, I didn't hear anything, I think for like a few days. And then actually, John, the director reached out to me via my website, because I guess he couldn't get in touch with me through the actors um, act- access. Uh, database and so at that point I was like oh wow like they they must really be interested because Mm. he kind of went out of his way and you know so for me that was that was different and that that felt really nice you know he's like actively (laughs) seeking me out and you know being like you know we really like you like please get in touch with us and then he sent me the script he's like please please let us know in like the next like day or two like if you like the script and and then I I read it like that night obviously because I wanted to let them know like what I thought and I was so excited, you know, because I didn't know. And then after I read it and told him I loved it, he Skyped with me and I figured there'd be another audition, but he was like, we love you. Like, we want you for this role. And I was like, oh my God, like I wasn't expecting (laughs) that that kind of uh, a, you know, of a a job offer. So yeah, but every, every job is really different. Honestly, it's, it's hard to even like, you know, (laughs) uh, pinpoint any sort of like, I don't know event like series of events that are a usual thing if that makes sense
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but what's the difference for you for working on a short to you know a, a feature you know? but you've done shorts tv uh, you know film so you know is there a big difference
1: um I, I don't think so for me um I'm trying to think, because actually I wasn't on this sh- um, Rent-A-Pal filming f- like very many days. And so when I've been in shorts, it's generally because I've been the lead and I've been on like, you know, four or five day shoots where I'm on it every day. Yeah. And for Rent-A-Pal, I think my shooting days, I really only had like five or six filming days, um, which is pretty pretty quick actually for a feature film. Mm. Um, but I think if I had, you know, if I was David's role, you know, you, I'd probably be there for, you know, I think he, they filmed for like a month or so. Um, but for me, no, not not yet, not not as far as I can discern. Um, they've generally been pretty much the same.
0: Okay, so what was it about the role itself, like the character? You know, like what jumped out to you from that? Because, yeah, she's not in it. a a lot but she is pretty pivotal to the film you'd kind of think because it does kind of all change from the meeting
1: yeah and Um, the
0: the the non-meeting at the very beginning mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) um i i just loved her and i even just from the audition i had like that monologue that i say when he first watches my videotape that was my first audition and I loved her so much and I just instantly just felt so much empathy and compassion for her. And she just seemed like such a, and at that point I hadn't read the script, so I knew really nothing about her, but just instantly, in, um, you know, instinctually I, I just felt so much love for her and she just seemed like such a good, kind person and I really related to that. Um, I would like to think I'm, I'm kind of similar <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, Yeah, I I just, there was something about it that I'm like, oh, this is, this is me, you know, like, this is, this is, like, perfect, and I can really, I can really do this, you know, and (laughs) I don't have to put much, much effort or strain into, like, trying to become something else um, that I'm not, so, um, I I really wanted her, like, the day one that I actually read the, the audition.
0: Uh, (laughs) That that's nice it turned out, because, yeah, yeah, I think, (laughs) from just the monologue that we get from the video you do get that impression that she's just this genuine like really nice person Mm -hmm. and you're like huh (laughs) and so i think in the first few um kind of you know moments you're thinking okay when's a penny gonna jump? When's when's this gonna ship? When's she gonna become but no, (laughs) throughout she's this really nice person. So (laughs) yeah, that that was interesting. That was
1: interesting. Thanks. And (laughs) I love that um (laughs) she's not a pushover either though. Like she's very assertive and um I love that and I love that you know at the end, I don't want to give anything away, but excuse me. Um you know she kicks ass. <laughs> so, she does
0: hold her own which yeah. <laughs> which is because I think you do have that moment where you're like
1: oh no but
0: then yeah it is like okay okay but have you cooked lasagna since? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I think she's gonna be traumatized for that for a really long time. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. So have you um seen the those, those I've almost seen video dating in something else a, what like a few years back and it just seems so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. And I do remember that growing up as a kid. Like I I don't know if I remember the video dating as much as um like the ads in the newspaper. Yes. Yeah. yeah call someone up and you know do it that way I mean I've never done it but it's just like so wild to me and just to think about how much like technology and and just our world has completely changed um, in this short amount of time is just you know unbelievable and I, I love the nostalgia of that I love like watching that VHS like I really felt that like to my core just watching it and like living that in my own life growing yeah. up and then it
0: was, that again I, the feel of it like the graininess and you know the skip and you're just like oh yeah I remember that when videos used to go crazy. Yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) and like even the 12pm blinking on the VCR tape throughout is like that's like the story of my life growing up like our VCR was always (laughs) blinking at 12am all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They did such a good job of like just the minor capturing like the minor details of like the realness of that era. I really appreciate yeah.
0: yeah, no, that was great. Did you have any input on your character? Like the, the dress or the, the style, like just the way she kind of was.
1: I I did. I um so even for the audition, I um I was actually away at a film festival for one of the TV pilots that I was and I was in Vermont and I'm I live in Jersey City and I got the audition um while I was away but I was like, I have to wear, I have those glasses that I wore in the film. I I was like, I have to wear them for this audition or else like, I, you know, I just have to have them. So like, I actually waited until I got home that Monday. And I think they gave me the audition notice, like, you know, two, two or three days before. So like, I really just got that tape in like on the line because I had to wear those glasses. Um, there was just something about it that I felt like she needed to look uh, like that. And she needed to have I have like naturally curly frizzy hair and i just felt like she needed to have that so they you know they agreed to the glasses and the you know and they were like all about it um and then with the costuming um brandon freiman he was the costume designer and he did the the set design and he's just like awesome and he he like had a bunch of costumes like already picked out and i actually have in jersey city and they're in denver colorado so they actually flew me out um so i didn't see I don't think I saw the costumes until I actually got there. Um, and I was trying stuff on and I just loved everything that he picked out. (laughs) So I was kind of just like, This is awesome. Like I wanna keep like my my bubble the the fluffy bubble jacket that I wear in the car that's like blue and I'm like I I should have asked, but like I I wanted that coat like so bad to wear (laughs) in real life. And (laughs) so I was just like all like everything kind of just worked together perfectly and like I just kinda got a sense of like how she walked. And how she talked and um it all just kind of came together for me, so yeah, I think I had a lot of of input
0: that's that's nice, and is that something that you find a lot you know that you can have that sort of input with the roles for your characters and stuff
1: I think so, and I think more so on like um like indie film and more like short films for sure um like, when I did a, a television show once, uh, I, there was not, like, there was no communication with me and, like, the actual director, you know. It was kind of, like, I kind of just showed up and, like, this is what I wore and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and we just did yeah, the thing, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it just really depends. But I think I'm lucky for the most part, all the stuff that I've done so far, um, I've been able to have some input in, like, how things go. And and the directors are always, like, so kind and um, just excited to, like, collaborate. So,
0: mm. that's good yeah what about the you know the relationship you know lisa with david how did you kind of build that or was that just you know you just turned up and you did the lines and it just fit that way or were there periods where you'd like talk before the film and kind of bond
1: no um so actually we just showed up and and that was it so okay uh, because as I was saying, um, I mean, that I feel like that was really magical and lucky. Um, the chemistry that we had um, was genuine and, and real. And um, I don't think I met Brian before I actually flew out there. I'm trying to think back, but no, I, I met him the day that I arrived. And so John, the director, he took us out for dinner and I met Uh, Brian then and he actually brought me a bottle of wine which I thought was so kind and I really appreciated that and actually don't drink at all and I was like I'm so sorry like I don't drink (laughs) alcohol (laughs) but I really 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 appreciated it Um, it's not often uh, well my experience I haven't shown up to set where like the other lead like gives you a gift upon arrival arrival so I just thought that was like super kind and um, and yeah like we we just had a great time together and like even when we weren't filming he just made me laugh so much he's so funny he's such a like uh, he's just like such a character he just is performing and singing and you know him the dynamic between him and um kathleen who plays his mother they were just hysterical they were just like doing show tunes together and like they were just just so funny and so the chemistry we had on set on the screen was just natural and and it just worked and it was just so fun and it was easy you know it was just very easy mm-hmm. um and that's a very lucky thing and I remember when we John had the director had a uh, reach out to me he's like you guys have like legit chemistry I'm like yay because <laughs> I felt <laughs> that way I didn't know if anyone else noticed but...
0: I mean it does resonate you do yeah. kind of feel that from the moment that you you both meet and it just builds and it, and it yeah, it, it, it seemed nice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it seemed it was, nice before, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was sweet. And I think we're really lucky to do because the first scene was us roller skating. I mean, like, that's, how fun is that already? You know, in it.
0: Well, I, I guess you need to know how to roller skate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of. <laughs> I actually um, used to roller skate all the time as a kid because I was kind of like the only thing we had access to do my town because it's a very small ah. rural town. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm good. Like I used to roller skate all the time and that was years and years and years <laughs> ago. And then once I I got all, got up and stood up, I was like, oh my God, actually like this is a little more uh, uneasy as I, I I thought it would be. Um, and actually as we were like re- Cause David's the one that's supposed to kind of like be not, you know, very yeah. awkward and he has his fall. And, but I got up for the first time we were rehearsing and I was kind of like, Oh my God, like crawling along. And they were like, no, Amy, like you're the good skater. Like you, you, you go ahead. I'm like, I'm not acting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, and I was like kind of embarrassed, but like, as soon as we got on the floor and kind of like in the next like couple of minutes, it was like riding a bike and, and that was fine. But and like okay. it, it definitely hurt like my <laughs> knees hurt and like my ankles hurt after I'm like oh man <laughs> this is not. Right,
0: so knees. were you sitting on tater tots as well <laughs>
1: no <laughs> that is my favorite <laughs> that is my favorite favorite part of the whole movie and like someone I think one of my friends had uh took in like a screenshot of it and like wrote hey I'm gonna need those tots back and she she wrote it was on Instagram. She's like, I don't understand why no one's made this uh, a meme yet or like a GIF because <laughs> it's so funny. And actually, the guy who says that is um, Brandon Fryman, who's the costume designer and set designer ah. and one of the producers as well. So I love that he's like that cameo. It's just
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that was amusing. That was yeah, a funny well, part. It was. And like a
1: giant bag of tater tots. Like, I don't know where they really got that from. <laughs>
0: All right. So have you got anything else lined up um, that you're working on?
1: Um, so actually, I'm. so my sister is also, uh, she's an editor and a director. And so we're going to be working on a short film together pretty shortly. It's got a sci-fi feel to that. And that's a short. And then I'm actually moving to LA in um, January, so I'm really excited about a new chapter in my life, and excited about that. And I've actually been writing my own pilot, so it's more of like a sci-fi, dystopian sort of world, and um, sort of like an action thriller with like kind of dark, disturbing elements to it as well. So I I need to finish that up. (laughs) That's that's what I got going on right now.
0: (laughs) So where do you with that? You know, and, you know, you're tr- writing on top of every, you know, just everyday life and work. And how do you fit that in? What's the motivation? How do you kind of focus on the work?
1: Um, with the writing, it's been a little, it's been really challenging, especially with this year. And I feel like since things are so sort of seemingly post-apocalyptic right now <laughs> in our real world, it's been very difficult to want to sit down and write, um, even though I know I should. Um, but I actually went away last, this time last year, I went away to Rome and, uh, Barcelona for a month and I started writing it and it just kind of came, I have like these, like kind of like visions that will just come and I'm like, Oh, I gotta write that down. Like that's, that's great. Um, but I need to finish it because I need to pepper it in and fill some things in. And I've been not so successful about, um, (laughs) doing that yet
0: um I I was really hoping you were gonna give me some good hints Amy uh, I've been struggling I have been struggling so much
1: (laughs) yeah and I think it's okay though like it's okay like we're in a global pandemic you know what I mean and and it's it's I think as far as I've been talking to everyone everyone's been having a challenging time self-motivating and I think we just need to be okay with it because it's (laughs) We're going through a really hard time. Um, I do journal though, and that's really helpful. So I don't know if you journal at all, but like waking up in the morning and kind of just doing a stream of consciousness, um, writing everything out um, for like four or five pages. So like anything you dreamed, anything you're feeling, anything you're concerned about or worried about, or just feeling like really frustrated in your life, just like writing that all out. Um, And doing that every day, I find is like super helpful, not only because you're like, mentally like dumping all the crap like out onto the page so it's not like swirling around in your mind still um but but then as you do that like you can look back after like two two weeks or so and kind of check out what you wrote and you might find some really good inspiration at some point to help Mm. you write something else um I find that's really helpful um and Trying to think what what else I do. I do a grat- a gratitude journal, so I write like what I'm grateful for. That really helps me kind of shift my perspective around really quickly when I'm feeling pretty down or unmotivated. Uh, and meditating too. Like I always talk about meditation. It's been a really saving grace for me, especially in this time. But you know, sometimes you'll be sitting in meditation and um, some like light bulb of like jolt will kind of hit you and you're like oh my god that's a great inspiration and you go like write it down and so that's also really helpful if you're into that
0: uh, there's yeah I so I do yoga and pilates mainly Perfect. pilates than yoga because uh it's finding a good yoga instructor because I there's a lot of times people be like okay let's hum together and I'm just like no don't want to do that <laughs> Okay, can we just do the other stuff? <laughs> so it's finding yeah, yeah, people yeah. that you gel with.
1: Yeah, but for
0: sure. I I often the problem with Pilates when I was doing that is I'd think of jokes, and you know, so I'd be like, oh, I need to write that down for my set, and uh, or I'd just start laughing to myself, and then people just like, what? <laughs>
1: I think that's awesome. That is so cool. I love that, like, you're doing Pilates and just having these inspirations of like a joke set and like laughing. That's like, that's in itself like a sitcom, I feel like. (laughs) You should definitely write that down. Um,
0: Well, yeah, they're all bits (laughs) that I want to put in my thing, but it's just then just fitting to focus and. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, do you do, like, online, like, Zoom Pilates? Because then it wouldn't be a problem. You can just, like, kind of pretend you're getting a drink of water and just, like, write stuff down to the <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm no. Because I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to see the screen. So that's a problem.
1: Mm. With, oh, okay.
0: Um, yeah, doing that. So, you know, I was doing Pilates while we weren't on lockdown. But this current month, I'm just kind of, you know, just bopping around the house (laughs) oh
1: yeah it's hard can you do it do you like do it yourself at all like maybe there's some sort of like movement I don't know that you can just like like a cat cow or (laughs) (laughs) there's bits
0: of yeah there's bits and bobs that I do but yeah (laughs) that's good (laughs) oh man but no that's that's always good it's good to hear different perspectives on, on, on that kind of stuff so
1: Yeah. I I appreciate
0: that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I know it's like weird, but humming actually, um, they say it helps like stimulate the vagus nerve, which helps calm your nervous system. So there is some sort of like, you know, science behind it, if you can get into it. (laughs) Humming? Yeah. So humming and I think singing. um, What else? Uh, I'm trying to think what else, but. Yeah, so it actually, like, helps tone your vagus nerve, um, helps you calm down. Okay. So maybe that will change a, a little bit of a perspective about the humming Yeah. <laughs> it actually, like, really help.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I, I'll, I'll give anything a go right now. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? That's how I feel. I'm like, give it to me. Whatever you got, I'll do anything.
0: <laughs> I just won't, um, you know try and do an online video, pal. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) With, like, look, yeah, we should get back to the film. Um, With that, right, because I think you can look at the film in a few different ways. Like, of, was the tape doing it or was it just he's kind of you know, psychon- psych, god damn it, uh, consciousness <laughs> got awry, as it yeah, were. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. I, I, think, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think there's parts where actually, I, I didn't notice this until like watching it for the third time, but um, there's a scene where actually Will Wheaton's character, Andy, says David. Yes. He actually says his name. And that's when I was like, oh, he's making this up in his mind. Um, uh, I really do believe, like, the first part of it is is real, you know, where he's, you know. Yeah. We see that, like, you know, where he's, like, welcomes him in. Um, but I think he kind of goes down on this weird psychological uh, downward spiral kind of to hell where, you know, he's, it's in his mind and he's sort of like making this all up and then at the end but we don't know you know that's just my interpretation and yeah (laughs) I I know
0: Because that's the thing watching it like I I, there was parts where I'm thinking okay it's it's in his mind and then there's other things you're like actually is it the tape but you kind of think okay I hope it is in his mind because the thing that he then does part way through the film when he's listening to Andy's story. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. no.
0: Like, yeah. that's just, no. <laughs>
1: what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre. And then it's also, like, if he is doing that in his mind, like, how messed up that is because of, like, the scenarios that follow that he would be willingly putting himself into. Yeah. As that scene as, that you were referring to. And that's a scene, actually, where... um Andy says the his name David. Mm. He's like, you know, I won't. That's actually pretty <laughs> raunchy, but um, and then his mom kind of comes in and yeah, um, so it's just like extra creepy. I think to think of it that way, like he's willingly kind of putting himself in this like abusive uh, yeah. state, you know. <laughs> it's just so unsettling.
0: <laughs> it is a weird one. It definitely is. So is that kind of, do you get told that stuff? Like on set, like will the director go, okay, this is our thinking around, you know, these elements of the film or do they, do you just sit, make it and then it's kind of, well just think of it however you interpret it. Yeah,
1: I think it's, I think of it however you interpret it. Um, And I'm trying to remember like even just like watching john 's um his interviews about it all and i can't i can 't really recall whether he even said e- either way you know <laughs> i, I wish i could i it 's hard to remember this pandemic man has like made my brain kind of like in a mu- <laughs> in a mush i don 't know about you but <laughs> oh yeah. sometimes
0: <laughs> i i think it 's shrunk. You're, yeah. it went from that to like <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. this <laughs> I feel you I, I I definitely am in that so um but yeah, so i I think it was a i mean he's he we didn't on set we didn't talk about any of that, you know whether it's real or whether it's not, um which I liked, and I liked being able to watch it as if you know I kind of didn't know either way, and mm. it was so much more like i don't know uh joyful and. Astonishing and shocking for me even even though, though I filmed the film, you know, to watch it after and have all these thoughts kind of swirling through my head and like, wait, wait, I think that's cool. And I think that's like, what I really love about movies is when you are meant to or you're left just really thinking and ruminating about it and not sure, you know, and kind of putting your own perspective on it. I think that's really fun. Like, I, I yeah. love that about films in this, in this genre where you're kind of left like stewing about it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I do like something that could be either way right Mm -hmm. and it's your interpretation and you you sit down with a friend you'd be like man I can't believe and they're like no 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 it was that and you're like oh I didn't even think of it like that yeah
1: yeah, That's always so, fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then I love how you can connect with other people on it as well and gain insight from like other people's perspective. It's just, it's really cool. And it's like a really awesome way to like connect with other people as well.
0: Well, yeah, I, I do think this is one of those films that people are going to be thinking, uh, mm. you know, what was it? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's like the spinning top at the end of Inception. It's like, did it fall? Does it fall? What happened? Oh,
1: that movie. Oh, <laughs> it's another one. <laughs> I love movies like that. And there's a part of me that hates it because I just like, I actually want to know like a definite answer. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I, I do enjoy it. But there's a part of me that's like, damn it. Like, I want to know. Like, I want to know the real answer, you know? Um, and you'll never know, and there's something sort of like I don't know, fun about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh for sure, because it's just like you wonder about, you know, what well, what happens with Lisa now? Like, where does that go, and what about this, and what about that? But yeah. then, yeah, the open-endedness of it, that's always fun as well because you're thinking well, yeah, that could be that. And, you know, life isn't always wrapped up in a bow. So, it, yeah. it, you know, I like that kind of aspect of films. But, yeah, sometimes you want to be like, but what happens?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's life, you know? Like, it's never, it's always open-ended. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, Amy, I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: Oh man, I'm I'm so honored and like this was so much fun. I think I've laughed the whole time and my cheeks actually <laughs> hurt from smiling so hard. So thank you oh. for being such a gracious, wonderful host as well. It really uh, made my week. So thank you.
0: Uh, no worries at all. Thank you. That's very <laughs> nice of you. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, Rent-A-Pal is going to be a big success. I think, yeah, people are going to definitely gravitate to that because it's, it is very enjoyable. And, um, you know, I hope the, you know, the script goes well and the pilot and everything like that. I can't wait to see um, your next thing.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to keep in touch with you too. So please let me know how I can.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't worry. I will, um, yeah, I, I'll send you the link um, okay. when this goes up. Awesome. um on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday.
1: Oh wow, that's very quick. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Thursday. Oh damn, two days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can do it.
0: <laughs> All right, so um where can people kind of follow you? What's your oh. social media?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at that's amy rutledge 443. That's A M Y and then r-u-t-l-e-d-g-e 443 443 um,
0: 443 yeah what, what's the significance of the number
1: i don't this is like a weird thing that i've had since i was a kid so when when email started <laughs> <laughs> i'm like showing my age now my stepdad who i li- lived with he always had his name followed by 443 and then at i think it was like hotmail or yahoo or whatever it was yeah. and so i just kind of like took that on and I never gave it up like my whole life like and cause usually <laughs> Amy Amy's like a pretty common name and I think there's a lot of Amy Rutledge's in the world so I always had to add like anytime I wanted to go on any sort of social media I have to add that little thing at the end yeah yeah so, yeah, so yeah. it's just four four three and then I realized after like recently I think I think there's like some actual science behind like the numbers where it means like like, I love you, or it means something. I have to, I have to like, look it up again because now I can't remember, but there's something, like, that was actually, like, really lovely about it. So I was like, oh, that ended up just working out. <laughs> um, so that's Instagram. Um, I am on Twitter. I'm not – I just kind of started Twitter, so um, I'm not on it as much, but it's Amy M. Rutledge. That one didn't get the 443. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as well as um, – I think it's Amy Rutledge Actor. Uh, and then my okay. website, if you want, is uh, net.
0: Great stuff. Well, I'll, um, yeah, I'll include your social in the information for the episode so people will be able to, um, yeah, click and follow and, you know, Thank
1: track you so your
0: success. Man.
1: Thank you. I, I really appreciate that.
0: No worries at all. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm glad that you enjoyed and were able to watch the movie too. That means a lot.
0: Yeah, no, it was great. I, I honestly enjoyed it. Because this is always the awkward thing. Sometimes you, because you have to kind of, you know, you get sent the stuff, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I do. I do interviews for that." Before, but before you've seen it. Oh. And so then, when you sometimes you watch it, and you're like, oh, "No, I didn't like that." Oh. <laughs> but I mean, there is always stuff to talk about, you know? Because like, True. I kind of feel that you can say wasn't really for me, but yes, I enjoyed sure. these elements. You yeah. know what I mean? So yes. I, I you know, I talk to people about stuff that I haven't liked, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've liked, you know, the acting or the cinematography or stuff like that. So you can always have a conversation, but sometimes yeah. you post a review and people do not like it. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's good that you could talk and yeah, and, and you enjoyed it and it's all gravy. So
1: yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I, that says a lot. So anyway, I'm very thankful. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, um, yeah, okay, um, yeah. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. I, I what am I doing? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take a walk outside. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I, I hope you have a really. Go- oh, it's actually night for you almost. I think
0: right. And. Oh well, I mean,
1: six. It's
0: just cut. It, it, it's just gone half past five. Oh okay. So it, it's not too. It's not too crazy. I okay. mean, I yeah. yeah. During this pandemic, I don't usually sleep until five a.m. So it's like oh wow. Yeah, I can't. My sleep is terrible. Yeah, it is ridiculous, same. and I'm just like oh, god damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the, totally the same. I have to meditate before I sleep and i have to listen to like uh on youtube there's like he- healing from trauma sleep meditation and like it doesn't have to be like for trauma it's just like they she actually teaches you this humming exercise before you go to sleep which is really <laughs> funny i didn't even think about that when i was talking about that earlier um and then she c- kind of guides you into this like deep sleep by like saying affirmations like i am safe and i don't know it's it it always kind of helps me um that and it's called yoga nidra, N-I-D-R-A. Okay. Oh,
0: someone told me about that a while back. Yeah. But um, yeah, I can't remember why I. I think I found it, but then this never got around to doing it.
1: Yeah, you should try it. It's um, it's really helpful. It's it's not yoga at all. It's well, I mean, it's a type of yoga. Yeah. But you're not moving. It's she's guiding you through like a very, um very uh, soothing um, sort of meditation where she's kind of like having you focus on every little single part of your body and like asking it to relax. And I have insomnia too. So I totally understand where you're coming from. It's terrible. But whenever I'm doing this um, yoga nidra, I fall asleep like every time which is like a miracle for me so maybe maybe check it out
0: for yourself i, I, w- I feel that i will question myself though it be like <laughs> are you safe yes i am don't lie to yourself no you
1: <laughs> true yeah. <laughs> yeah no that that happens um but i think she says like in this moment i am safe so if you can believe like in this very second of this moment <laughs> that you're safe but yeah that's the thing with affirmations is like it's kind of hard for some people because you say it and you're like, well, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. But the more you do it. Yeah. And it's true. You know, it's hard. And because we were always kind of programmed to think like so negatively, but um, you know, the more you do it, the more you actually begin to like kind of crack open and start to actually believe it. And then you can change your, um, your like limiting beliefs or actual like thought processes, like your unconscious Um Limiting beliefs, so they actually really are useful. Um, you just got to keep, cu- kind of keep <laughs> at it.
0: <laughs> okay, I will definitely give that a try.
1: All right, yes. let me know how it goes in a couple <laughs> months.
0: <laughs> are
1: you be. on social media at all? Yes. I would love yeah. to follow you if that's okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, of course. <laughs>
1: um, where can I find you?
0: Um, oh.
1: Or on so, Instagram.
0: Yeah, Instagram is what is it? I am so uh oh, polar funk. Yes. What is it? Polar funk.
1: Oh, polar, like polar bear? Yeah. Polar funk. Kevin and, Scott. Oh yeah. like your polar bear. And <laughs> <laughs> Twitter
0: you. is just Kevin Scott78.
1: Okay, cool. All right, I've got you down. <laughs> wait kevin kevin scott i'm gonna write that down actually because i can't get to it quick enough what What was the number
0: uh kevin's got 78 don't worry i'll i hit you up after oh that. okay great
1: yeah. right. <laughs> awesome thank you so much kevin oh, it was such a pleasure really i just had such a joyful time so thank you so much
0: uh, no problem at all yeah i would definitely have to do this again
1: Absolutely. And let me know. You know, you reach out to me anytime, and I'll definitely, uh, even anytime in the future, if you ever want to have a chat again, I'd, I'd love to. I <laughs> splendid. Share. All right. All right awesome. Have a beautiful care. day. You too. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Bye, Amy. Okay, people. So. That's us for another episode We are done Have to give a Huge, huge, huge Thanks to the uh, Extremely Talented and um, Yeah, just Generous Amy Rutledge You know, she um, Gave up some of her time We actually ran long <laughs> You know what I mean? But she was just happy to flow. You know what I mean? Like It was such a great conversation So, yes, people Go check out Amy You know, her um, All the details are in the episode information So, um, yeah, follow her And keep track on um, You know, all of her work Because she is So goddamn talented But um, also, people, go watch the film The film is great you know, there's, a, there's an iTunes link in the information as well. But you will be able to find it on, you know, all your usual VODs, wherever you get films. So go check out Rent-A-Pal, because it is great. I like, everyone involved. You know, Brian Landis-Falkins, Will Wheaton, you know, Kathleen Brady, <laughs> Adrian e-golf, just stab yo, people, go check out that film okay, and um, yeah, check out the film festivals, remember UK Film Festival starts on Sunday, and um, we'll see you next Thursday alright, peace